Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is a special episode because I have my friend Steph here with me. And Steph Traska is not only a mom to two amazing toddler boys, Bruce and Everett, a wife to her amazing husband, Mike, but she is also a fellow Clevelander. And we have become really, really good friends here. In addition to her mom's side of her life, she is also a transition and transformation coach who supports women as they navigate through a season of change. So whether that's moving to a new place, leaving a job, starting a business, growing a family, or up-leveling in your business, which you know this whole season is all about that, through one-on-one coaching and group programs, Steph can guide her clients to discover who they are at their core, as well as who they are in this next chapter of their lives, so they can use that knowledge to create an external reality that authentically matches who they are inside. The work that Steph does is so important, and that was why I knew I had to have her on the podcast, not only because we're <laughs> besties, but just in addition to her amazing breadth of knowledge. Steph, I so appreciate you being here. Before we hop into the juice of understanding this whole up-leveling process and how to get through this transition with as much ease as possible. Can you start off by sharing your mompreneur story? How did you get into this space and where are you today with it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Um, We just had drinks the other night together. So this is such a treat to be seeing each other twice in a week. No, it's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, I love the stories of how women came to be entrepreneurs or mompreneurs because the first step in my journey and evolution of of stepping into owning my own business was listening to Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And it was on my commute to work. I used to be a Montessori teacher for many years. Um, And as I would drive to work, I would listen to the Gold Digger podcast and I would hear the stories of all of these different women and how they started their businesses, you know, where they came from before and where they were now. And the thing that so many of them kept saying is, if I can do this, anyone can do this. And I kept hearing that over and over again. And finally, I sort of believed it, right? I'm like, yeah, if all of these women from all of these different backgrounds with all of these different stories and challenges and interests have been able to build a business of their own, and they're literally saying that they're the last person that they thought would have all of the skills to make this happen, I can do it, right? Like I'm a I'm a badass teacher. I can do this. <laughs> so that was the first step was just sort of having that dream, um thinking about how I would love to have a life of freedom, to be able to spend time with my children once I had them. As a teacher, I'm someone who loved, you know, loved children with kind of a, a very nurturing um spirit about me. And I did know too, I'm like when I have kids, I don't think I'm going to be able to be in a classroom anymore. I'm not going to be able to spend all of my time and energy caring for other people's children and then come home and have more for mine, more energy for mine. And so it was when my first son, Bruce, was born that absolutely the dream became this like calling and and went from a whisper to a scream like, okay, find a way to be at home with this child as much as you can. And so the first thing I did was I dropped down to a part-time role within my school. So I I gave up my classroom, became a floater, and that gave me a little more time and energy to investigate. So I started by taking some courses and, you know, doing that lightweight investigation. 
Um, and then right before the pandemic of 2020, although I guess it, it continued on from 2020, <laughs> yeah. but when that hit, right before that hit, uh, I had made the decision that I was going to leave my job. I told my husband again and again, I'm like, I know I can do something, but I know I need the time and space to do it. And so we agreed that I could go all in for that year and try to start a business. And so I started with what I knew, which was Montessori and child development. I figured I'm going to offer my services to help parents implement Montessori at home. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, this is a really brilliant idea because parents now have their children at home (laughs) and um, also held digital events for moms to connect with each other and to learn about child development and self-development. I'd already established an Instagram following through sharing about my motherhood journey, my Montessori-ish motherhood journey. And so I had acquired an audience of following. And when I started um, promoting my services, I was surprised to find that a slew of women started reaching out to me and asking, how can I start a business? I'm a mom. I want to be home with my kid, or I'm a mom who is at home with my kid, but I need something more. Can you help me? Like, where did you start? How did you learn how to do this? And enough women asked me in a short enough period of time that I was like, there's something here. And so as we talk about the process of up-leveling today, um, it is so much about transition and transformation. And for me, it's about being open to the paths that sort of present themselves before you. And so to me, this was a new path. I was like, well, this isn't what I thought I was going to do, but there's a need for this. And there's a desire for people to learn this from me. And so I jumped in because my biggest why was being home with my child at that time. Um, And so I found that the first couple of women I helped, I was like, whoa, this actually comes more naturally than talking about the Montessori stuff in many ways, right? Like helping them tap into their own gifts, their own power, their own creativity. This feels so good. This lights me up. And so I need to keep doing more of this. And so I changed my copy on my website, changed some of my messaging on my Instagram, And I became a business and mindset coach. And that was how I ran my business for the first almost two years. Um, I have recently transitioned into calling myself a transition and transformation coach, because what I did learn in the couple of years with helping women start their businesses was at the core, they all are going through a transition, right? They all are deciding to up-level in their lives in one way or another. And my favorite, favorite parts of helping them through that process. Well, yes, I could help them with, here's how to do your website. Here's where you, what you should buy, use Calendly, do this. What lit me up was listening to them and holding space for them and seeing them and holding them so um, lovingly and gently, but then also giving them that push with directive questions so that they could look within themselves and really find their truth. I can't tell you how many women came to me with, I think I want to do this, But when I actually sat down and gave them the space to feel what they desired, it was an entirely different thing, you know, and they really found what lit them up. And so over time, I I decided I really want to hold space to help women in whatever transition they're in, whether it's becoming a mom, right, or a mompreneur. When you add the kid to the entrepreneur piece or when you add the entrepreneur piece to the kid piece to being a mom, that's a big transformation. And then I think most of us in business for ourselves know that even when things feel really aligned and perfect, that's not going to last forever because as human beings, we constantly grow. And as we grow, we seek something different. We seek something more. And so that's when we transition, we up level. Um, And so it just felt like such a beautiful space to be in and such a need that was always present. Um, You know, 
as you can hear, I'm passionate about my own story. I could keep going on and telling you more and more details, but I think that's a great place to to start or to stop. Uh, No, I absolutely love what you're saying here and how you were inspired by Gold Digger. Once you started saying it, I remember (laughs) us having that conversation before and the phrase of, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I think it's so freeing. And I think all of us were more, you know, experienced and established mompreneurs. And so we know how important that is. And we have to remember that we're giving that back to people by just showing up and doing our thing. And especially when we up level, we can create that space to pull the people down below who aren't at our step yet up with us. And so I love how you said that. I love how you're based on freedom. I mean, I know that about us, but that was always my goal as well. Even though I started my business at 18, the whole thought of it was like, I'm just doing this so that I can then have my time to be present with my kids when they get here. And, you know, mompreneurship takes different twists and turns, which is the whole conversation here. But that's, um, yeah, I think it's so important. And what I love too of what you said that I wanted to highlight was when you were saying that you were in the Montessori space and then these women came to you and saw the meta version of, oh, you're a mom making a business. And they said, as we hear a lot of people say, well, I want to start a business. Can you help me do that? And I think there's such an interesting lesson for us to look high level in that of the abundance. Because we hear, we can hear that a lot of people say like, well, I want to start, like, I want to start a business. And then that's how their coaching business started. But isn't it amazing? Like how many women want to start a business? And so how there's space, like you said, for like, if you could just have a container, people wanted you, people didn't want the other person, they wanted staff. And so if we can just hold a container and be okay with like, we are enough and that people want us, like what amazing things can happen and what in thinking about that as we up-level in our business, like what all could we do or offer or how can things transform and change just in that knowing? And so I love that you have like, you know, walked the walk. You don't just talk the talk (laughs) and um, can show us, show us that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So now that we know your story and that we understand like this concept of we are holding space and it is our time to hear that scream that's no longer a whisper and take that next step. Talk to us about how we can understand and honor and own this messy middle as we go into that space of up-leveling. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a few key parts, you know, as we are working through our transformation, if we want to do so gracefully and authentically, which is a hard balance, I think, because when we're being authentic, that means we're showing everything, right? Or we're allowing ourselves to experience everything and feel everything. Um, but there, is, there are a few key points that I think when we can keep those in mind when we're going through a change, it just helps us to sit in the muck, in those parts that don't feel so comfortable, right? So the first thing, I'll just like briefly talk about the couple of things that I do wanna share, and then I can go into it a little more deeply. But number one would be just the the awareness that a change is coming, right? That there are periods in your life throughout your business, usually after long bouts of production where you're doing a lot, maybe you've launched something, you've completed running some new program, and you feel this calling to transform into something entirely new. And this can sort of manifest as a feeling that our outer lives, what what we're putting out there in our website and our messaging on our podcasts and social media that that doesn't really reflect what we're feeling inside anymore. When you feel that sort of dissonance or you're like, hmm, hmm, I've just said the things I always say, 
when I do, you know, pop on my stories or when I do this or that, but something didn't quite fit right, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not really working for me anymore. So you feel that call for change. And so number one is just the awareness that the change is coming and being able to sit there with that too. I think once we feel the shift, we're like, okay, I want to find out what's next because I don't want to be in this space where I don't feel as confident anymore. Like, how can I not feel as confident as I once did when I actually know more now, right? Than I used to. But that usually happens for us when we're up leveling. So the second thing I would look for is having acceptance that the journey in this transformation, in this up-leveling is not going to be linear, right? Life is a cycle. You, if you follow me and <laughs> you get to know me, you'll know I talk about so many things in this circular, secular kind of way, um, that life is a cycle. It's not this upward trajectory where um, you look at the graph and it's just this steady climb that's always going up, right? When we grow and expand and break patterns and habits to create growth and change in our lives, it's not all going to be clean and it's not going to follow that upwards trajectory. Um, We want growth to feel good and expansive, but often it feels messy and like we're unraveling. And so what I would urge people to do is know that it is okay to feel like you're unraveling and you're coming undone because the honest truth is, you you are. (laughs) You are a little bit. Before you can make room for something new, we have to let go of some other things. And so it can feel like we're coming undone. So just accepting that that is a normal part of the journey as you move up. And then lastly, and this kind of, I mean, this does totally relate to the other two points I made, but that as we up level, I like to talk about it and look at it as a metamorphosis. Um, so in a metamorphosis, you know, when a, when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, there are different phases, right? That the caterpillar, there's an egg and then the caterpillar hatches and then it goes into chrysalis and then it becomes a butterfly and it goes through this complete transformation. And so when you really look at that, it's not like it was an egg and then it became a butterfly and flew around. There were these other things that needed to happen. And so you and your business up-leveling, you're going to have to rest. You're going to have to reflect. You're going to have to reevaluate, see what's working for you now and what you know isn't. And then rebuilding. And so often we get trapped again in wanting to go straight to that rebuilding and skip all of those other parts but we can't transform, we can't up-level unless we participate fully in the complete cycle. Um, So those are the the points that, you know, we'll dig into more in any order that that you feel like you want to talk about them is great, but um, yeah. I think that that is so insightful. And what I wanted to hit on first is what you said at the beginning, which was doing it gracefully and authentically. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great point that you made because it's like, take messy action, you know, go out there and like, just do what your heart desires. And that's really the authentic side, but then the graceful side. And there's another point I want to make about this, about the ego, but then the ego, you like think to yourself of, well, now this is a hot mess. And does any of this make sense? And then the imposter syndrome comes in and what am I doing? And am I even doing the right thing? And and then we spiral, or at least I can say that that can be me. Like, (laughs) You'll go into a spiral. And so what I was curious on, like the awareness as our first step helps us there with just knowing kind of the structure and that it's going to take time. And like by showing up authentically um, and, and having a structure in place, it gives you that grace. But talk to us about working through all of that with our ego. Who doesn't want us to be uncomfortable? Mm, that is a really good question. Ooh, let me take a minute here. So working through all of that, when your ego wants to get in the way, 
Oh, there's so many ways I can go with this. I mean, the first thing I, I always say first thought, best thought. So like the first thing that comes to your mind, um, and I would say is like our ego wants us to appear like we know everything. Yes. <laughs> and when we pretend to know everything and take action. Now I will say like, I'm a fan of messy action. I, if I, I think a lot of us want to perfect things, right? And so that can really inhibit us from, from any growth because we could be paralyzed. So it's important to take action. But I think it is being really honest about the action that you are taking. So um, and I think this is such a, a great way to build a brand too, is, is being vulnerable and open with your audience, with the people that you've brought along in the journey thus far, they trust you, right? They look up to you. And if you are moving through your business, moving through your life in a way that isn't authentic to you, that isn't fully true. And that isn't fully true to them, right? If we're pretending to know things we don't know, if we're speaking from a place of, like not a, a place of experience, people sense that. And that doesn't look graceful at all. Even if you try to look buttoned up, like people just sense the inauthenticity. Is that a word? Inauthenticity? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to coin it. <laughs> we're going to make it one. So I would say it's not that you have to tell your audience or your collective, the people who are following you every little bit of what's happening behind the scenes. But what I practice in my own life and what I encourage others to do is, is letting them look behind the curtain because number one, it gives you that grace. Like it allows you to say like, Hey, I am going through a change right now. And I can't wait to tell you about it. Once everything is fully baked. And once I, you know, um, have integrated enough of this new knowledge and this new part of me to then bring you along and share it with you and, and teach it to you, right. And guide you but uh, it's not quite there yet. And while I'm in this space of recalibrating, of letting some things go and calling in some other things, some new parts of me that maybe you won't recognize, um, I want you to know that, right? That there are going to be parts of me that might not be so familiar to you in the ways that I show up in the, in the topics that I'm talking about. Um, and I think it's just important to sprinkle that into your messaging. And to me, that is the epitome of grace and authenticity. It's being honest it's inviting people in so they can see a part of your process and learn from you through watching your process. And um, I think it's another thing that endears you to your audience. Like they feel like, wow, this is a human being, right? This is someone I can trust that will teach me, but this is also a living, breathing person. And, and people like that, right? People buy from people, not, not from big, I mean, I guess we do buy from big conglomerates and all of that, but I think generally we're in this in this place in our world where we like to buy local we like to support small we like to know the process and the people behind what we're purchasing what we're buying into right we like to believe in the mission and the more that we can bring people into our inner world and our process as we do transform and up level the more we're going to build a really um deep connected relationship with them um and so i think that gives you some wiggle room as you're going through those changes for sure. Yeah. I love what you're saying here about like our ego wants to know it all, wants to be that know it all, but we can kind of quiet it in a sense when we are okay with like just the grace and like that in itself can maybe, maybe settle it down. But then I think their awareness that you talked about first of like, this is happening. My ego is going to spin out. It's going to tell me, no, 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 you need to go back to what's safe and what's predictable and what's comfortable. But I know that's going to happen. And I need to say, everything's okay. Like, 
it's okay, ego, everything's gonna be fine because I know that I'm showing from that place of authenticity because you said when I'm honest and I'm vulnerable and I'm open, it just kind of breaks that wall down. Is that what you've seen with your clients is when they can get vulnerable and honest and open and it helps push Mm -hmm. back all of those negative thoughts that can come up? Yes, because they can fully step into who they're meant to be in this next chapter, in this next season. If we try to gloss over any part of that process, then we lose essential parts of the building, right? Of our becoming, like it's not going to be a complete thing. If we do that, um, you think of a butterfly, like, like you'll hear, like I said, I love talking about things in metaphors and, and right now, particularly about butterflies, but when they, I don't know if it's all butterflies or just certain, certain types, but when they come out of their chrysalis, their wings are wet. And if you try to touch them, you know, like they'll go and find a dry, sunny spot to sit and rest until their wings dry, and then they're able to fly. But if you try to go and touch them or disturb them and and they try to fly before everything's dry, they're going to lose the ability. They're going to lose the ability to fly. And so it's like, I think of that about us, right? If we try to rush the process, if we try to listen to that ego and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just go ahead and talk about it this way, or go ahead and launch it or start doing this. And you know, deep and down inside, if you're ready or not. And if you, and, and I, and there is a distinction there of knowing if you're ready or not. Right. Because like we said, we can feel really scared to leave the comfort zone. And there is that voice of the inner critic and imposter syndrome that can try to keep us in the comfort zone. But I think most of us, when we can listen and slow down and really tune into the, like our insides, then we do know if it's something that's ready (laughs) or, or not. So I think that's just, um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting lost here. I'm like, yeah, "Mm, no, no, I think that was, no, (laughs) I think that was great. I I think that totally makes sense. And then I love how then you moved into the acceptance part. Like first we're aware and that awareness can help us quiet our ego as well. But then when we can accept that it is not linear, Mm -hmm. which I think is so hard, especially for my fellow perfectionists, overachiever, high achievers, (laughs) which I think most of us mompreneurs are like, what do you mean? Like, why, why can't it be a linear thing? And like, shouldn't I do X, Y, Z? And that equals like the result that I'm looking for. Um, but hearing you say that unraveling is okay. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to that grace and that reminder of like, okay, I know it's that messy middle right now and mm-hmm. that's okay. And that's just where I am in this whole process. How much of the work that you do with clients though, has to be around the unraveling is okay. And like working them through that. It's so much of the work that we do, Megan, like that's where we spend most of the time, you know, I mean, that is really the biggest, deepest part of it. And it's the part that so many people are used to skipping over in life. And so what I find is there's a little resistance off the bat, right? Cause they think like, and I'm very upfront when I start, when I onboard a client, like this is like how the process goes, right? You're not going to come and we're going to immediately develop a solution because anybody that does that, you're not getting the full transformation. Then you're getting a, like a template or something that could work for anyone, but you're not actually getting to the, the meat and the core of you and you are a sacred individual. It's just you. We're just going to look at you. And it's so essential to ask these directive questions. So I do a lot of that, of asking questions. And then the client, the woman starts to find the own answers within herself, right? 
but she's just not used to having the space to be held and listened to in that way. So we'll spend like many sessions. I mean, we'll go, I always offer expansion work at the end of a session of like, okay, so based on what we unraveled, here are some, some steps for you to take to um, start taking a few steps or making some strides depending where they are, right? But uh, I think it's such an important thing to have a partner in too. So even if you are somebody who doesn't have a business coach or a mentor or someone in your your life right now who helps you with that self-inquiry, that's something I would highly, highly recommend as you're going through an up-leveler transformation, like find a biz bestie, find someone and be like, can we do some unraveling together, you know, and spend 25 minutes, spend a half hour and I'll tell you what's on my mind. And you start asking me some some directive questions to um, help me to look with inside myself. So I think that is such a, it's a, it's not just such an important piece. It is critical piece that cannot be skipped over. If you want to create a business that is in total alignment with who you are at this moment in your life, because you change all the time, like I said. So each time, you know, you're changing it's It's an important time to look inward and to really pull things apart. We don't like to excavate, right? It's dirty, it's messy, and we don't really want to do that. Um, but if we don't, we miss opportunities to step into our full brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I laughed extra hard at that because I don't know if Bruce is the same with uh, Blippi, but all I could think of was the <laughs> excavator song. <laughs> yes. Oh, I could sing it right now. I oh, won't. Yeah. I, could go, I could go into, we could do a whole jam together. Um, but I, <laughs> I love what you're saying here because it reminds me pairing into that third point of the first thing being like the rest, reflect, reevaluate, all of that, which is, have you ever read Ryan Holiday's book, Stillness is the Key? I haven't. Okay. You'll have to (laughs) to read it. I, oh, I think my mom has it right now. When we have our our family hangout date, I'll date, I'll bring it so that you can read it. Um, But yeah, like that whole concept is that same thing of We can't always be going, 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 doing, doing, doing when we have stillness, which is like the hardest thing in the world to do again, especially as an overachiever, because it feels like you're not progressing forward or you're even moving backward or you're like just treading water. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're saying there is so crucial to remember is that it takes the stillness. It takes the rest. It takes the, I mean, the, the metamorphosis process is rest, reflect reevaluate those are all still things rebuild is only the last point on that and it's one it's a fourth of the whole puzzle Mm -hmm. and I think that that's just so crucial and so when you are helping people through a metamorphosis we know that it takes a lot of time to to do the unraveling and that's the majority of it but Mm -hmm. how long do you see when they take all the front end time the three-fourths of it to do the rest, the stillness, the reevaluate, the rebuild, how much more quickly are they able to then turn into that butterfly? It's amazing. It's amazing. And I just experienced this myself where like one site's of, I spent, and here's the other thing, before you unravel, a lot of people spend time resisting the unraveling, right? And so like, usually when people come to me and, and they invest, they're like, okay, I'm ready to unravel. But they usually have spent a lot of time by themselves resisting the unraveling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did that myself. So recently, like where I said, I was a business and mindset coach. Um, and I really like did well in that space. And then I felt when it wasn't aligned anymore and things weren't coming to me as easily. And what did I do? I was like, claw, 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 like get back to where I was, do the things I was doing before. Um, but once I surrendered and once I rested and reflected and reevaluated, 
the rebuilding was like instant. It was instant. Like I can tell you right now, I did when I finally surrendered and started doing some healing work. So for me, it was also doing things that I'd never done before, like energy work, like Reiki, um, Mm -hmm. breath work. These are things that I was just like, no, thank you. I don't have the time for that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Um, but in postpartum depression and anxiety. And then in this really feeling of so unaligned in my business, I was like, I need to, I'll do anything to feel the way I know I can feel again. Yeah, exactly. And when I did that, I remember one day, it was after a Reiki session and I was like, okay, I'm ready to drop the title. I changed my Instagram bio. I wrote up a workshop called Chrysalis Time, Embracing the Messy Middle. I was like, I know this is a longer group program somewhere in this little workshop and it's gonna start with this free workshop. Did that, hosted it a week later, bunches of people signed up and came. And then I was like, okay, after this workshop, I'm going to launch this 28 day program called The Circle. And then I'm also gonna name and decide what my year long program is going to be. And I did that in two hours, outlined both and put it in a recap email to the women who came to the free workshop. And like, I've been attracting women, I've been creating and creating and creating, I'm putting on a retreat, like everything within, I mean, it was one day, one moment when I had done the other three phases or four, if we want to say resist, <laughs> rest, <laughs> reevaluate, re- reflect, reevaluate and rebuild. But then it was instant. It was instant and it felt right. And I had people, I became magnetic mm-hmm. and the opportunity started flowing. And I won't say that happens every time for everyone, but um, I can say for myself and for my clients when they, and it, it takes certain people longer than it takes others. Um, and it, it really depends on that resistance piece, you know, mm-hmm. and I will say to the four phases we talked about, they, they can and should go in that order, but also to make things even longer and harder, I feel like some of those phases, like mini versions rotate and cycle around the four, mm-hmm. you know? So like, oh, you might rest and reflect and start reevaluating. And as you're re- reevaluating, you're like, oh, I need to rest again, mm-hmm. you know? And then, okay, I can go back to reevaluating. Oh, I need to reflect on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it takes even longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it depends on the resistance and the, um, acceptance and openness to revisiting the cycle steps as, as often as possible. And the more open you are to revisiting and doing that work, the faster things are going to happen for you, which seems counterintuitive, right? It's like, oh, the more I excavate, the more I look at this stuff, the more I revisit, it's going to be faster. Like, I don't think so. Right. And there's only a few people that are willing to do the work that deeply Um, And in such a connected way where they're so in tune and aware of what they're feeling and what they're desiring that they're able to do that. But the the women who are willing to go there are the women who have the fastest turnarounds and who do up level and do become magnetic because they are really in their alignment and in their authenticity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I was going to say that that all just made me think about is like when you're dropped in to that total alignment and you're on that right path and in that right spot, it just happens. It just clicks, right? Yes. It feels so good. (laughs) It does. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Steph, this has been so insightful. I love what we've learned here and just learning how to up-level and do it with that grace and authenticity and some more ease. I think even though the feminine needs to just receive and let it all happen and surrender, it is very nice to have the structure of just seeing the rest, reflect, reevaluate, rebuild that system and then remembering the resistance comes in there too and and thinking through how can we quiet the ego in order to take this step forward that 
if you're listening, you're either already in or you know that you are meant to do. So I so, so appreciate you sharing that. As we um, start to wrap things up, I would love for you to share how people can take that next step. So if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I, I'm in that spot, I'm ready to up level, but Steph, help me unravel. Please help me yeah. help me go through this process so that I have somebody to build it alongside me. Can you share how you can support them? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's my pleasure. So I do work a lot of work one-on-one, which I adore and I love. I just really love building that closeness with people. Um, and I offer a four-month package and six-month packages. And then really, like, I am one of the most flexible entrepreneurs you will ever know. You know, you hear coaches that are like, only oh, give them one way to work with you. And I'm like, we're all different. Like we all need different things in different time frames. So we start there and I will work with kind of any, any time frame needed. Um, and then the really exciting thing I have coming up that is so in line with what we talked about today is a program called Chrysalis. And that is a group program mastermind hybrid. Um, it's not going to be focusing on entrepreneurial skill building, but it is all about holding women as they navigate through seasons of change and it can be within your business and up leveling. It can be within motherhood or just something in life, but we will really look at things. It's called chrysalis and we will really look at things um, in that metamorphosis that I, I talked about those phases and we're going to actually follow the season. So really leaning into um, a slower rhythm that is really graceful though, and really beautiful. Um, and we start with, the fall and you release, right? So like you're done resisting and you have this community and myself um, to hold you through with the structure and this framework, but also with, like I said, it's a mastermind hybrid, other women talking with you and sharing what they're going through. Um, So it's all about releasing in the autumn. And then in the winter, we go inward into that reflect, right? And, And start incubating maybe some ideas. And then in the spring, that's when new life starts coming and we can start reevaluating. And then in the summer, everything is vibrant and lush and we're ready for rebuilding and to really be born, reborn and turn into that butterfly and complete that transformation. And there will be a a lot of guest coaches that will be with us integrated throughout the entire time. So one-on-one, like I said, I absolutely adore and anyone that works one-on-one with me gets a nice discount on that Chrysalis year-long program. And I always have smaller offerings and um, little things going on. Uh, I'm really active on Instagram. I'm still resisting TikTok. We'll see at the time of this release if I have caved because now Instagram is like becoming like TikTok anyway. Um, But I'm Stephanie.Traska on Instagram. So you can learn about me there or littlescrapsofmagic.com, which is my website. You're awesome. And everything will be linked in the show notes. So it'd be really easy for everybody to click through. If you are ready, let's move into rapid fire questions. Love it. I'm ready. Awesome. All right. First and foremost, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides the mindset work that you just shared with us today? So fun. My favorite strategy is, is like doing whatever I want. I I know that's maybe not what you're used to hearing here on this podcast, but that is my personal favorite. And what I have to do, it's like, if I, if I sit and try to force myself to work through something um, that I'm not ready for, nothing gets done. And so what I have to do is lean into my desire and like, what would feel really good right now? What do I want to do? Like, how can I lean into my life and experience it? Because when I can step outside of my head and get more into my body and my soul and like feel like getting outdoors, if it's nice, you know, you're here in Cleveland. So it just really depends, (laughs) but getting outside and moving and um, going to the beach, like, or going 
running out and getting a Starbucks, but like something that just feels exciting and like a treat, you know? And then I feel like I have a lot more creative space. Sorry, that was not a rapid fire answer. I'm going to do better on the others. Oh no, it's fine. (laughs) I call them rapid fire questions. We never make them rapid fire. (laughs) We always end up like diving into each of the answers and everything too. And I love what you're saying there because I have been learning, as you know, so much about this mindset space and the joy, like At the end of the day, it's just how can we choose joy every time without our day and like drop the heaviness of the shoulds and all of that. And so I love that that is where you took this. Secondly, tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? My husband. I mean, maybe that's a cop, but he does all of our cooking. He, um, I mean, anytime I need, you know, he, he has a job, a full-time job, but I am able to host membership meetings on a weekend. I'm able to do things in the evening. I'm able to be like, Hey, at five o'clock, I need you to do this. Um, I need to work tonight, like watch whatever you want in bed. And I'll sit next to you with my headphones on, but just being really flexible and willing to pick up the slack, um, do probably more than I do in our household. Honestly, I, and, and being the person that said like, Hey, go for it. I believe in you. Like I want you to give this a try. So he is, yeah, he's the, he's the best Mike. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think Mike and Colin are about to be best friends. And so they I can't are. wait for our family hangout day because <laughs> they sound exactly the same. Yes. Oh, it's so fun. So tell me what's your go-to self-care activity when you have a little bit of me time, what is it that you always choose to do? Get in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love to get in bed and I work from my bed quite often actually too. Um, I just believe so much in yeah, I, I treat like so many of the choices before me in my day with that air of desire, like what would feel so good right now. And so laying in my bed, I feel like I move a lot during the day as a mom. Right. And so, um, that just always, it never fails when I get into the bed and I'm just like, oh, it just feels like the biggest treat. So just resting. Are my you body. more of a reader or, uh, are you listening to podcasts or dare you Stevie TV? Like, what are you, do you do anything special reading, usually reading, um, but I'm like, AD, I am ADD. So, so I'll like read and then I'll, I'll post an Instagram and then I'll watch part of a, a course that I'm taking and then I'll read again. And then I'll try to close my eyes for 30 seconds and then I'll read again, you know, and I have like 10 books, like Michael come into our room sometimes and I'll have a stack of 10 books next to me, my computer, my planner. And he'll be like, let me guess, you didn't read one of those books. And I'll be like, that is exactly right. But they're right here in case I needed them and felt like I wanted to read. So I like surround myself with all the things I might want to do in my bed. Uh (laughs) And And then you have options. That's my self-care. It feels glorious. I love it. I love it. I love that. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids are running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is something that only us mompreneurs can be like, yep, we we understand and we get it and we can laugh along definitely naked children, just like pulling my hair all around. I always have, whether the kids, like I can hear them and I'm leading something and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. Or they come in unannounced, you know, Mike's trying to hold them back, but we don't have locks on our doors. So uh-huh. they'll just come running in and, and some, for some reason, my children are always naked. With Jack or Sophia is fine in her, in her clothes, but I feel it's like when people come over, it's almost like he, he's got to like, I'm not wearing shorts anymore. Like maybe I'm still in my undies, but like, no, no, no shorts. Like this is it. I'm like, but there's company here. No, not doing it. All right. Well, well Bruce will love that. Bruce will yeah. probably come to your house and be like, all right, take my pants 
off. Birthday How suit time. <laughs> yep. It's like, maybe it's a territorial thing for him. Maybe he's like, you're in Showing his house. dominance. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Steph, I am so excited that we got to chat here today. And I so appreciate your time and just sharing your wealth of knowledge on top of just being an amazing friend here. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, it was so much fun. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks for our fam yeah. hangout when we get to make our, our husband's best friends too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just such a pleasure to be here and talk about all of this. I'll have to return the favor when I use one of your guides to start my own podcast. I cannot wait. You are going to have like the most amazing podcast. And maybe by the time that this comes out, it'll be in the world and we can share yeah. it like crazy. I can't wait. I love it. That's my hope. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Loved it? I'd so appreciate your review. Ready to become an authority in your space? To build a community around your brand on your terms? This is your sign to get it done. Head to themompreneurguide.com authority and we'll take care of you with our new free audio training. See you next time.